Hello, and welcome to the Strength to be Human podcast with your host, author and playwright Mark Anthony Rossi. This show explores all forms of creativity for those searching for meaning and a place in the world. To err is human, but so is to love. Now, without further ado, here's your host. folks and welcome back to strength to be human this will be episode number 78 healthy habits and heavily writing i like it that's a fun title something a little bit more cheery for a change and uh the topic is still serious but we're going to try to have a little bit of fun with it and you know be lighthearted as, as much as possible okay now it came to me because uh, I'm doing all these shows about various writers and I, I just see too many of them had all these health problems because of bad habits they've had you know we all have some kind of bad habit uh mine these days is just more about just trying to get some proper speed you know sleep i mean because it wears down your immune system when you don't and i've had to been sick a few times just because of that you know it leaves you more vulnerable you know because i quit smoking 15 years ago so i got that out of the way i'm not really big drinker like i used to be when i was younger you know, I, I, I got a family now. I got kids I got to do my best to take care of. And you can't do that if you're not functioning right. But I'm also saying on this show, and remember, I'm not going to be preaching about do this diet or get doing that or buy a little tread machine, nothing like that. But uh, I, I am saying, though, that what we do in manners that are either healthy or unhealthy, it, it can affect the writing because whatever affects your body I mean, you got to fight that much harder to be able to stay concentrated and stay focused on, on, on whatever writing project you have, whether it's a, you know, a poem or an essay, whether it's a, the initial writing or, or rewrite, or whether it's just simply have enough focus and time to proofread something. You've got to have the energy for that, and you're not going to have the energy that if you're smoking, you know, 300 cigarettes a day and... You know, you're drinking three bags of a beer and, you know, four hamburgers and, you know, marshmallows coming out of your ears. It's, it's, you're not going to be able to do it. You're just not. And I've seen plenty of examples. I mean, uh, Octavia Butler and Shirley Jackson and, you know, uh, for the good chance, probably Edgar Allan Poe. I mean, just so many of these writers that they died young because of their bad habits, because of the unhealthy lifestyles that they led. So it's really important to your writing to have a healthier lifestyle. We'll talk a little bit about that, uh, what that constitutes, what you can do maybe to improve it. You know, I, I'm not really suggesting that people need to run out of the, you know, the, the house and throw their cigarettes in the middle of the street and stomp on them and eat celery sticks and, you know, do yoga, okay? I mean, I'm just saying that if you're looking for a greater lifespan, you're looking for some more energy, these things are going to help you with writing. Because you, you can't write books when you're dead. And you certainly can't write them from the hospital so easily. And you might have a family that's not supportive of writing, but I guarantee you they're not going to support it if you're not even taking care of your health. They'd be like, focus on that first. So this be another reason for them to beat up on your writing because you're not even taking care of your health. So it's really important that you do so. You really need to look into it, into the mirror, into yourself and say, hey, and, you know, I know a few writers that did this, you know, maybe a little bit because I kind of like nagged them and, you know, at, at my behest. 
But I know that they've done this, and they sort of wrote about it as well as they were doing it. Wrote about their tackling addiction, whether that was tobacco or painkillers or bad food habits, you know, which kind of be an addiction at times. But they wrote about it as they went about trying to figure out what's the best thing for them. Because there really isn't a one-size-fits-all when it comes to sort of these things. There really isn't. That's why there's a billion-dollar diet industry out there. Most of it's a, you know, a sham and a lie anyway. But sometimes things work, and you can figure out what works for you and, and, and do it. But just think about it. How can you, like many of us, you know, hold a full-time job? Dealing with marriage and family and all kinds of other stuff, you know, you got to clean the house, you got to do this and that, and then you got to sit down and write. You don't have enough energy just because of the day is wore you down and it's stretching you out, and then, you know, you're going to eat poorly, you're not going to exercise, you don't do anything that's necessary to kind of give you that healthy boost, so you're going to be stuck. You know, you're going to be stuck with a, you know, a, a, a body that uh, deserves more and in a in a writing that that needs the energy that you can't give it. And, and that's how really you harm your own art and your own craft. And then ultimately, you know, your body and, and, and then even your, your stay on earth. I mean, there's no good reason why Octavia uh, Butler or uh, Shirley Jackson had to die that young. I, I just don't believe a lot of this genetic stuff. I think it's just an excuse. You know, to cover up the fact that you got folks that they went off the rail because they didn't want to take heed of what their body was saying. You know? If you don't want to go out a lot and you just want to stay inside and write all the time, like some of these folks who did, I don't even think anything's necessarily wrong with that. Bring the gym inside then. Go get a treadmill. You could run on that for a while. You know? Who says that you need to smoke a cigarette when you're typing a novel? You can't get a celery stick or a carrot stick? You got to get that? No, of course not. So there's ways to eat better ways to, to run it while you're inside the house there's plenty of things you could be doing you know what i mean a couple minute meditation some people want to do some prayer help them clear out their minds i mean there's just so many things you could do without even having to leave the house so you don't really have any in my opinion any decent excuse you know you just have a bunch of, of reasons why you don't want to do something that you should be doing and eventually it catches up with you and when it does it's not so easy to reverse. Like that poor um, Octavia Butler. I mean, she, she let, you know, the poor, the poor diet and, and, and the lack of exercise and any of that stuff, uh, it, it wind up giving her the hypertension, which completely went out of control. Even the drugs wasn't controlling it. You know, eventually she had a heart attack over that. It was induced from that because you're not controlling it, not taking it seriously. I mean, and she probably had many, many more books in her. I mean, she was so prolific from the time that she had on Earth, but you you cut it short. So you want to you want to really consider that, and not to mention, of course, what it does for you, you know, as a person uh, with with a family. You know how it helps them, how they like you to stay around and, and be healthy. You know, but it, it, it's also common sense stuff. I mean, we're at the age right now where we know. That smoking causes cancer. I don't have to give you a speech about it or, or, or you know, be religious about it. I, I quit 15 years ago. But we know this already. It's it's no longer conjecture. I mean, we got more evidence on that than anything else. They have less evidence about global warming than they do about smoking that would cause cancer. So you got to take that incredibly serious. I mean, 
And it doesn't even give you lung cancer. Oftentimes, people get different cancers just because the smoke in your body and where it might go. And all those agents inside it, all those deadly chemicals. So it just doesn't make any good sense. But I know that uh, smoking for such a long time has been part of writing. I mean, you saw all kinds of writers with, with cool cigarettes in their hand looking awesome. You know, and, and, and I was like, wow, look at this dude. I mean, look at this person. You know what I mean? I, I, I remember seeing a... Uh, a picture of Jack Kerouac with a cool cigarette, Albert Camus, perfect pose and with a cigarette in his hand. I mean, it was just so common back in the days. You know, you you see him in the study, you know, typing up something, then there's an ashtray like overflowing with cigarettes or cigars, like with Hemingway. But it's just very common. So I wonder sometimes if we just sort of stuck in those romantic notions about, you know, I can't be a writer unless I have a cigarette or something, you know. I used to smoke when I was in Germany, and I was writing, and I sometimes it felt the same way, you know, like, like yeah, I'm supposed to smoke, it helps me relax, it helps me do this, it helps me do that, yeah, it, it helps you get to an earlier grave, that's about all it helps, and maybe it helps somebody else become rich, but uh, it's not really helping you at all, okay, if you did 10 minutes on a treadmill a day for a week, I know it doesn't sound like a lot. That would be a whole lot more better than any kind of thing you could be smoking. You know, any, any, any at all. It doesn't make any sense. So, keep that in mind, all right? Now, there's some interesting tips and things that I do, okay? I like, I like running. And when I say I like running, it doesn't mean like I like running. Like, you know, I like a Twinkie or I like a gummy bear. I say I like running because... It's a way for me to say, I know I need to do it because it helps speed up my metabolism, helps me control my weight, and, and it's good for me. So I, I like it for those reasons, but, you know, when I'm actually running, I'm like, I'm not really liking it, okay? So uh, it's a love-hate type of thing, you know? I mean, I don't dread it, but at the same point, it's like, uh But it's, it's really, very useful. I don't find too many other things that you can do. You know, run a couple of miles. That, that's the equivalent of that. You can't take a pill for that. You can't. There's a lot of things. You can eat really healthy, but you really need the exercise. It helps you with your um, your immune system. It, it helps you with uh, your digestion. Heck, it helps you with the BMs, which is code for bowel movements. Um, you want to lose weight? Well, guess what? You have to have a lot more bowel movements than once every three days. So, And that's not really helpful either for your writing, you know? I remember talking to somebody about their writer's block and they were convinced that it was because of they're having some emotional turmoil because their relationship was going sour. When we did some more examination, it just turns out that the person simply didn't have a lot of energy. The energy went down, they were eating junk. So sure, that relationship was affecting the writing, but it was not the way she thought, that it was some kind of emotional like constipation, it was really more of about an emotional stoppage because uh, the energy was so low when they were eating so much garbage and not doing anything at all that that just sits on you after a while. And it could bring writer's block. Things that you eat, junk and everything, it could definitely affect your brain, uh, affect how quick you think, uh, affect how how much your, your brain can react to something, affect even your emotions to become more of a depressive thing rather than something that's uplifting. All those things can be affected by that. And when those things get affected, well, guess what? Sometimes a writer's block happens. Sometimes you don't feel as inspirational anymore. or You don't feel like you can really uh, 
you know, hit the target on, on really good thoughts that you have because your body's like, I don't care. Ah, let me give you another cheeseburger. I mean, but that's not really going to do it for you. So that's why I say that the healthy habits are so important. And I heavily write it. It's really more about just to play on words of if you can control your health enough, you're going to find that you have more energy and you sleep better. And all these things are going to clear up some of those issues that you're having and you're going to go back to being the stronger writer. Maybe you'll even go back to being even better than you were before because now you get to see things. I mean, it's, it's like having a dirty windshield. How the hell are you going to see outside of it to, to keep yourself from being in, in an accident unless you clean it? It's really the same way. You, you can't go around putting junk, 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 junk all the way, not getting enough sleep. I mean, and that's one of my problems I still work on, sleep. Uh, but at least I tackled some of the other ones, thank God. But... These matters of health, they're not really talked about in the writing circles. People just, uh, you know, be just take it for granted. Yeah, they died early. Yeah, they smoked a lot. Yeah, they got drugs. This and that. Blah blah blah. Okay, their writing lives on. Duty da da da. Whatever. I mean, to me, that's a bunch of hallmark nonsense. Okay. All right. You die when you're 48, and you, it, all of that was preventable. It, it, to me, it, it's beyond the serious lapse of judgment. In many ways, you know, you're betraying yourself. As a human being, you're betraying yourself as a writer, and you might be betraying your readers because they can have more projects from you. Instead, you're going to go on to wherever you go on to, whether it's a Buddhist reincarnation or the Christian heaven, or I don't know, maybe you're a jerk and you're going to go down to the other place. Got me, but I say your departure is too early because of these dumb things, these dumb choices. So, Try to make some better choices over here. You could do lots of things that's going to really help you, you know, in uh, in writing. Uh, because you cannot do anything, I feel, without a full stomach. I, I don't think uh, it's good for schoolwork even, for study. They keep telling you all the time you need that breakfast because it helps your brain. Because it helps you concentrate, because it helps you focus and gives you that energy. So, if, you know, if they're saying this on the academic level, I mean, what do you think it's going to do to your writing? You think somehow you're immune to it all? I'm not taking the SAT, so it's okay if I have 27 Twinkies and 400 cups of Pepsi. No, it's not. It's going to ruin all the stuff that you want to work for. So, you should control it. And I find a very good way, particularly for writers, they have to deal with all kinds of various stresses and everything is to make sure that you are doing some kind of a running program. I, I mean, I do it on the outside because I, I feel more comfortable with that. Okay. But you could find ways to write, uh, excuse me, to run on a treadmill. You can get one and bring it in your house. Uh, some people just literally go in the living room and run in place for half an hour or something. Then do some stretches and maybe some sit up or whatever. But they found ways to get some cardiovascular going, to get the system rolling. It, it helps you with your with your bathroom. It helps you with your writing. It helps you with, I, I think, in the end, your energy levels. All of these things, whether it's outside, inside, running in place, however you want to do it. Getting that kind of activity is, is really important. And there's always time for it. So don't say, I don't have enough time, blah, blah, blah. Well, if you got no problem cutting into your sleep to do some writing, well, then... You should have no problem cutting into your into your sleep to, to, to go run for a little while. 20 minutes, half an hour, 
whatever it might take. Okay? So make sure that you have inside of you a plan to try to stay as healthy as possible, to try to make sure that, you know, um, either you're taking vitamins or you're trying to eat some better food, you're trying to stay away from certain things. It really does help. Some people, when they go on vacations, they sort of steer off of things and they want to go in a more unhealthy manner. Well, if you don't do any writing on vacation, maybe that's a good time for you to do that, take a break from that. And that's fine. Because I don't, I'm not saying that people need to be some kind of health food fanatic in order to be able to, uh, you know, to write down something, okay? What I am saying, though, is that cumulatively, it has a, a tremendous effect. You know, you can't go into your 40s and 50s and then you're wondering why you're, you're breathing heavy and you're having heart problems and everything, you know? I'm fortunate at my age that I don't have any of these things. And, and that's only because I quit smoking so early and also because, you know, I, I do the running, you know, I do eat some junk food, but I try to also eat healthy as well. So that, that really helps balance it out. I mean, and, I, and, and of course, uh, you know, I'm not drinking all over the place and, you know, acting like a fool, dropping pills and drugs and anything like that. So these, all those things are way in my favor, those choices. And that's what we have to do. We have to make some choices. And I'm, and I'm telling you as a writer to another writer, you know, some of the choices you have to make about your writing has left to do with grammar. Or a theme, or like we talked about recently, the personal versus the persona. And sometimes it just has to do with your energy level and where you can get your thoughts from and how you can process your emotions and all of that. And if you can't have that in some kind of organized manner, in some kind of disciplined form, and something that says that at 8 o'clock at night, you feel exhausted. Now, that's a bad sign right there. You, you should not be feeling that way. For you to feel that way, it definitely means that you, you're not living as healthy as you should. Because I guarantee you, you can nick into your time now and then and still have some energy if you're eating decently. You know, if you're getting some exercise in here to, to get your system going, you definitely can do that. But to not, to not want to do that or not do that as a, as a whole... It's simply a bad idea. So, I mean, consider doing this. Uh, jumping on a track, doing running in place, uh, trying to eat better. There's plenty of things you could find. And you can also write about it, too. Because for some people, it could be a struggle. And so I'm not making light of it. But I am saying, though, that you don't want to be a person that dies early in life and, and, and misses out on all those things they should have had. You know, including better and more interesting writing. Just because... You know, they were they were so stressed out on, on, on trying to deal with the day and how rough it was. Or maybe even deal with writing in general. I need to have this cigarette. I need to have this drink. I need to eat this bag of, of you know, Cheetos, the whole damn bag, you know. it's Who says you really need to do any of that? So cut it down or cut it out. But definitely get it under some kind of control. Because if you don't, you are going to be dealing with with issues in your life later on that it's not going to be so easy to reverse. That's why it's always better to try to make sure that you are have at least a, a measure of a control over it so that you can operate uh, effectively. Maybe you're not always going to operate perfectly. That's fine. But you'll definitely be able to operate a lot better if you just observe some really simple basic rules. And we'll, we'll go over that here in a second. All right, yeah, and you want to... 
You want to have a breakfast. This is no different than when you're preparing a student or even your children to go to school. I mean, a breakfast activates the brain. It's the same thing. I mean, I know writers that they don't write in the evening. Rather, they have their time in the early morning. So it makes no sense to to skip everything other than to have a coffee, which, by the way, is a stimulant. And you, you, don't, want, you don't want to take too much of that during the day because it really doesn't help calm your nerves. In many ways, it does the reverse. And again, that's not really good for mental concentration a lot of the health that i've been talking about on the show and that i would have seen already uh, in you know in writers had more to do with the the physical health because oftentimes they were having problems with uh, their heart hypertension diabetes and a lot of that has really to do with exercise you know and eating and eating properly and of course they're not really getting that much because it's sedentary just sitting there typing all the time you got to get out you got to you got to make a routine in your life and and in many ways I found out years later as I was into writing that one of the most healthiest practices had less to do with with like running or exercising or eating right and just staying away from writing itself. Sometimes the best way to be a writer is to stay away from it for a little while. I don't mean days and weeks at a time. I'm saying even during the course of the day. Maybe you just need to take that walk around the block or that run around the block or just to go to a museum or go see something just to activate your mind again. And I'm not talking about YouTube and TV and stuff. I I question how much that really is useful for us on a creative basis. But just going out there and exploring a little bit, it, it, it lowers your blood pressure automatically. It puts you in a, in a better, more calm mood, especially if, if you're actually... Walking through or observing nature on, you know, on one of those walking paths with trees or in a park or, you know, even looking at a bird uh, being chased by a squirrel or something. I mean, that's a whole lot better than trying to think of deep things of the universe to write or, you know, the fifth boyfriend that broke up with you. I got to get a poem in on that. Sometimes it's better to step away for a little while. That actually is another part uh, of health. But that's probably more of a mental health thing. You don't really hear a lot of writers dying from from mental health issues. I mean, most of them have the physical ones. I mean, I there's a couple I know that really had some serious issues that wind up doing that. Hemingway was one of them. He knew that um, he was mentally ill, and he knew that it, it, it traveled in his family a great deal. It, there might be some real proof to, you know, the hereditary nature of, of mental illness in some families. And so many of the Hemingways committed suicide. Unfortunately, he did too. But unlike the other ones, uh, Ernest Hemingway, he was really active in trying to combat his situation. I mean, he went to therapy. He took medication. You know, the best they had back then. Not as sophisticated as some of the stuff we have now. But he did that. I know he did some... um, some yoga, he, he tried to exercise, he went out there doing some hiking and boating. Um, he eventually uh, paid for the what they call the electroshock therapy to see if that will actually do anything to, to get him to get him better. And unfortunately that failed and, and he ultimately committed suicide. And, and, and of course there's, there's nothing light to say about something that tragic. But what I can say in the positive is is that he really did try to tackle it in every way possible. Unlike other writers who try to deny it or try to ignore it or, you know, add it to it by, you know, being a drug addict or an alcoholic or just more depressive things to, to harm themselves even further. He, he really did try to combat it. And uh, 
it's a real testament to somebody that uh, that understood what he was dealing with and just just couldn't couldn't make that curve. Unfortunately, I don't know if it was because the science wasn't as sophisticated as now, or just because you know it, I, I can imagine it weighs on you so much that you know he, he just was tired of fighting. You know, which sometimes is the definition of suicide. I don't want to make it poetic because I don't really think that he's anything extraordinarily awesome about you know killing yourself. But um, I, I would I would venture to guess that that's probably what his fate was. He, you know, he did all, and then that was pretty much it for him. Um, they say Robin Williams had some of the same situation in terms of trying to deal with it and combat it. Although he did go through all kinds of uh, drug and alcohol bouts and all that, but. And he ultimately uh, killed himself for some of the same reasons that he just could not deal with it anymore. And, you know, I guess maybe these folks feel that unless they can solve it, they're living counterfeit type lives and not really living the life that they want to live. And they're just tired of, you know, faking it, so to speak. But whether it's uh, the mental health issues that we could try to improve ourselves on even if we don't have mental health ourselves issues there's still ways to do that eating the breakfast uh, trying to stay away from cigarettes uh, you know reducing the, the caffeine as much as possible I tell people if you really like coffee that much and you really want to be a person that has two or three cups a day then you need to either cut back or cut out the soda then because remember that has caffeine in it too and it all builds up together I can't see how that's good I've known a few writers that when we had spoken and, you know, I just sort of try to do a little quick survey just to sort of see where they're at because they were talking to me about writer's block. And we found out that writer's block has so many different um, avenues that can make it happen. It's not always emotional or even psychological. Sometimes it literally, it literally is chemical or biological. Uh, meaning in, in, in the case of a couple of, of writers, they were so over-caffeinated that it was keeping them up. And by keeping them up, they're like, okay, I'm up anyway. Let me write. Oh, my God, I can't figure out how to write anything. Now I'm all blocked. <laughs> so you could see that that was too much of that. You can't have six Cokes, you know, five cups of coffee over the course of the day, you know, and you're, you know, working and doing all this kind of stuff. It's not all pouring out of your system. You're not peeing all of it out, okay? A lot of it's staying there. And, and it has a, it has an impact. And, of course, we, as you already know, and I think we talked about it, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit further now sleep okay here's here's my um i don't want to call it advice but here's my issue i mean we all have ours mine my crutch is the, is the sleep i like to sacrifice some of it i i like to uh not deal with this sometimes and, and quite frankly it's always been my attitude since i was small that i i, I wish we could figure out not have to sleep so i could get more stuff done i don't know if that makes me uh, the classic workaholic I don't really look at it that way. I look at it as I want more time to get stuff I want to get done, especially since I have a lot of my time, you know, wrapped up or, or trapped up, if you want to call it, with, uh, with work and, you know, kid activities and family stuff and marriage and all that. And, and those things, you only can skirt so much before you get yourself into bigger problems. So I've tried to do whatever I can to strike that balance. And, and, and for the most part, it, it's, been, it's been working. I mean, I'm not perfect. I mean, there's sometimes where I literally, like, We'll skip something so I can get something done. You know, but quite frankly, you know, if I've been to the kids' soccer matches like 20 times this year and I skip one, uh, I'm not I'm not really seeing how I'm getting the bad father award, okay? Because I'm, I'm making every effort to get to just about all of them. But there's sometimes I'm like, oh, Lord, I don't want to sit out in the sun with a bunch of bugs and, and, and boring parents when I could be getting something productive done on, on a project I'm trying to work on. So, you know, I've done that before. 
like I said, it's not making me the world's worst father. Don't know if it makes me the world's best father, but it definitely means that, you know, I'm trying to find some kind of balance, whatever I can, whatever time I can. You know, I I don't want to I don't want to get too weird here, but you know, with the phone, you can make lots of notes about things and catch up to things. So quite frankly, there's times where you get in the bathroom, you're gonna be there in a little while sometimes. You know, why not try to get something done there on the phone? Put some notes in, do something, take advantage of all the time you have. I I know it might sound like weird advice, but I actually do that. It helps me. To, to fill in the gaps whenever I can, you know, bathroom, work breaks, you know, lunch, whenever I can, you know, fit that in there. Sure. I mean, why not? I mean, there's times where I just need the lunch for the lunch and the, just the mental break of not doing anything. So I won't, won't write. But there's other times I'm like, I mean, I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's go here. Boom, boom, boom. So we want to keep that in mind on on healthy habits. And those are some of the healthy habits, you know, try to reduce the caffeine, uh, definitely um, try to try to keep the alcohol to a minimum. Or this is what I do. I, I don't drink until I'm done with writing or, or editing. I just don't. I just I don't see the point making myself more tired or making myself a little bit uh, giddy. It, it's not going to help my creative process. Maybe that helps other people. I don't know. I've always been skeptical of that. I always found that talented people are talented people. I mean, I used to hear people say back in the day, yeah, man, uh, Jim Morrison... Uh, he did like uh, psychedelic stuff and, and did alcohol and he was smoking marijuana all over the place. And look how creative he was. And he didn't even think he was a good singer. And wow, what a great singer he was. And blah, blah, blah. All right, folks. Uh, was that all the drugs that did that? Or was it just be that, you know, the dude happened to be talented, okay? He was a very good poet in his own right, which a lot of writers, a lot of musicians are not, okay? You might write lyrics, doesn't mean you're a poet. This guy was a poet. You know, he, he wind up finding out that he had a good voice and he did his best to, to work on it and, 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 and use it to his advantage. Jim Morrison was a good singer. Wasn't the greatest singer, but he was a good singer. He got his job done, you know. And, of course, uh, you know, he, he wrote some very interesting things. Some of his things were quite deep. I mean, you know, uh, break onto the other side. I mean, that's, that, that's some serious stuff in there. There's some philosophy in there. It's just not a bunch of words and he's smoking pot and let me get three girls in the backstage and have a good time. He was an artist. I mean, so I don't know what all the drugs had to do with anything other than for him to possibly tackle his demons that he had. But were they aiding in his creativity? I seriously doubt it. He already had all the goods. It's just a question of him doing that. And, of course, another fellow, uh, another person that, you know, those bad habits, you know, wind up destroying him early. I mean, who knows the, the, uh, the career he could have had. I understand he liked painting. He could have been doing all that. I mean, there's just so many things he could have been doing afterwards that he didn't do. And, and you missed out because of... Because of those horrible choices and those those bad habits, so you know, try to keep that in mind. Uh, definitely keep uh, uh, on top of your own mental health. Whether you suffer from depression or not, it doesn't mean that you won't have issues now and then. Because creative endeavors causes that sometimes. It causes sometimes people to be depressed on a temporary basis. They're still studying what writer's block is, and I, I've had a show on it, and I've given my theories over the course of things, and some of the things that help clear it up and solve it. But I often wonder if that's if that's all writer's block really is, is is a sort of a, a forced temporary depression that you can come out of because of all the stuff you're doing. I mean, it's a lot to put on your brain. You know, I mean, concentrating on work, concentrating on driving, concentrating on your friends and your relationships and your kids and all the nutty things they're doing, and then you got to sit down somehow after all that's over with and be creative. It's a lot to ask probably for your brain, you know? I don't know if the brain is used to that, <laughs> you know? But um, 
we have to help the brain. We have to help the body so that and, and in turn, it can help us become the best uh, creative people that we want to be, the most productive, too, because you know, oftentimes it, when you get tired, you, you might cut out early. Who knows what you could have missed if you didn't have another hour or two in there, but you're like, no, I'm wiped out. No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just exhausted. But you don't need to be exhausted, and you need to look at yourself and, and, and be honest with yourself about how you're feeling and how things are going. It's not hard, folks, to look at the clock, and it's 7 o'clock, and you're like, I'm exhausted. I mean, that's a bad sign. I don't care how much work you had to do. It usually means two things. You're eating crap. You're not exercising. So they, that's one thing, actually, you're not eating, you know, and, and that. But also the sleep. You know, if you're not getting enough sleep, I mean, all those things, they, they, they do combine. You, you shouldn't be feeling exhausted or tired, really, by 7, 8 o'clock at night. I mean, you really shouldn't be feeling tired to, you know, in the 9, 10 o'clock range. So anything below that, that, that's really a warning sign for you that you need to make some corrections in your life you need to make some adjustments I, I've blown through this for years and I continue to do so well, you know and I try to get some more rest but I, I I continue to have to deal with that it's not my strongest suit uh, not that I don't respect sleep because I do I understand how important it is especially to our physical life but at the same time I sometimes I just I just need it. I, I have those days where I, I can't cut in even want people out and active, you know what I mean? I might have the kids out for soccer for a little while, doing the practice. I don't need to be there. I can get something done that way. Sometimes even in the car where I'm waiting, great. That gets me some stuff I need to get done. You know, other times, uh, you know, the kids uh, might be wanting to watch their special shows uh, or do some homework before they're going to bed. That might let me escape a little bit to do a few things. Other times, uh, you know, you, you just can't. You got to be right there going about stuff, especially if you have to help with homework or, you know, answer uh, 4,000 questions from your wife about, you know, the course of the day or what's going on next week and blah, 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 and holidays and, you know, all that exciting family chat stuff. So you have to fight to find time. And and best way to do that is to try to live healthier. I mean, I often can't get all the sleep down like I want to. I, I wish I could, and I, I keep trying to do so. Sometimes it's even hard to catch up on it, even when you try to. So I, I tried to find other ways around it by staying physically active, by running, playing tennis with my son, which, believe it or not, is a hell of an exercise in itself. Um, and, and, and I try to eat better. So this way I don't feel as exhausted. So if I'm going to cut into some sleep, at least I'm not coming into the next day and I'm about to pass out at my desk, you know, because that's not good then. Then you know you really, you really have a problem. So I try to combat it that way, you know, so, and I honestly do, on everything I do, practice what I preach, uh, but I'll tell you out right now, because I, I, I don't like to play games with people, sleep is still a, an issue for me, it's one of my weaknesses, and I don't always practice what I preach, so I'm going to tell you, yeah, you need to get better sleep, it, it has a real impact, but I don't always do that, not because I'm trying to be a jerk or a hypocrite, just because it's something I have to deal with, it's, I, I, I don't, I, sometimes I'm just not as tired, and other times my mind is just like keeping me up so I can get something done. I know there's other times when my mind's like, you need to get your butt to bed, and then I'll listen. And other times it's like, yeah, let's get this done, man, and then we go to bed. So yeah, I, I, still, I still face that issue, and I still tackle it. So and I know there's some other people that do as well. So we can all be together in the, you know, I don't like sleep club or something. I don't know. But um, 
all of those have a, a real impact, and they make for. I, I, I'm making a, a funny here with the with the title "Heavenly Writing," but they do make for heavenly writing because you know, as well as I know, that we've had sessions that were hellish. I mean, you're like you feel you're on the edge of something, and why can't you get there? Why do you feel like you're a bit blocked, or why do you feel like you just can't get that ending right, or you 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 got a strong beginning in the middle, and you find out the middle is just flabby you know it's like and you got to try to redo it again and why can't you do it and you're doing four or five six times that's hellish writing there's nothing heavenly about that okay so um, i'm i'm sorry i I don't like to be a a jerk about anything but when i talk to people sometimes that say how much a joy it is to be writing i'm like what the hell are you writing because i don't know too much of a joy about it quite frankly uh to me uh writing is, is is a whole like running two miles you know i gotta do it but the joy comes when I'm done. <laughs> this doesn't come while I'm doing it. You know what I mean? And, and, and kids are out there and strollers that are, that are running faster than I am. You know what I mean? I got, I got lizards you know, outpacing me. The turtle is practically catching up to me. So I'm not exactly the fastest runner out there. But I'm doing it because it's necessary. It's necessary for the metabolism. It's necessary for weight control. It really does help mentally too. It does really clear out a lot of stuff. You're just too... You're too much in tune to just the stress and the strain and, and all of it to even even be thinking about writing. So it kind of clears your mind out of that. And that's really what it's important to do for. So um, writing to me uh, is a lot like exercise and, and sometimes it's a lot like laundry. I don't always feel like doing all these things. I don't really feel like doing all these things are the most wonderful things on the planet. But when I'm done with all these things, writing, running, laundry... I have a little bit of joy. Yes, this is done. Thank God. I now have clothes that don't smell like Godzilla's butt. You know, great. I, I'm now done with this running. I don't have to sweat from you know, one end to the other, and I can go jump in the shower and and, and, and feel like I've, I've uh, accomplished something. You know, and and great. I know this thing isn't done yet, and I don't care because I just wanted to get a draft in. If I could just get a draft in, I can work on it for days on end, sometimes weeks on end. Until I can craft it to where I feel that it's, that it's perfectly ready to go. That's how I do things, writing. And, and I, I just want to get the draft out. Okay? And I'm from New Jersey, okay? So if it sounds like I'm saying giraffe, that's a long, tall, yellow animal in the zoo. I'm actually saying draft, okay? So, but sometimes they sound the same with people from New Jersey. Hey, what do you want me to tell you? All right, so I'm hoping that helps you folks to sort of put a little spotlight on and have a little fun with it and, and also talk a little bit of serious about it, okay? As you can tell, it, it's more just of a chat between a writer to another. I'm, I'm not trying to lecture anybody. If you want to keep smoking and you live to 80, God bless you, okay? I, I quit because I didn't want that around my children. And, and quite frankly, I just did not see any aid to it from to my own creative life. I didn't see what it was doing other than... You know, making my computer smell funny, making my hairs, hair and smell funny, and my clothes smell funny. And, you know, when I was living in Arizona, and that's when I quit, I mean, I, I kind of felt that I was like getting more allergies between the dust and the smoking. And when I quit, I, I had less allergies. So, you know, to me, it was, it was a beneficial thing to do. You know, they say scientifically it's a beneficial thing for us all to quit. But if you can't, you know, try to find ways to you know, to get around it or, or, or to reduce it because, uh, you know, in the writing world, it, it's really one of the number one killers. All right, folks, until next time, God bless. Uh, this is Strength to Be Human, and I'm your host, writer and playwright, Mark Anthony Rossi. Take care. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening. Follow the show and support our efforts by purchasing an ebook at Soma Publishing, www.somapublishing.com.